Welcome to More Than Words, a podcast about treating the whole child brought to you by the Reading and Language Learning Center. I'm your host, Tristan, and today I'm joined by the founder of Cohen Health and Performance, Dr. Zachary Cohen, to discuss physical therapy. Hi, Dr. Cohen. How are you? I'm great. Appreciate you having me on here today. Uh, It's an honor to be part of this. And how are you? I'm great. We're excited to have you here. Really excited to start talking about physical therapy. We haven't had a physical therapist on yet. All right. Well, pressure's on. <laughs> no, not even a, not even a bit. Um, but first thing I want you to do is just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, where people can find you, all that good stuff. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. So as you mentioned, uh, my name is Dr. Zachary Cohen, and I'm the owner of a practice called Cohen Health and Performance um, in Bethesda, Maryland, and soon to be McLean. We're in the process of opening a second location. And um, our practice is a little unique because um, we specialize in helping uh, active adults and um, injured youth athletes and um, just active people in general. So, um, so yeah, we're really excited to uh, to be able to share some of some of that with everybody uh, listening today. That's awesome. So you said you're in Bethesda, Maryland, and you're opening a new location in McLean, Virginia, which is fantastic. Um, and if people were to go find you online to, you know, come in and see you guys, where would they go? Fantastic. So our uh, our website address is cohenhp.com. That's C-O-H-E-N-H-P.com. And typically it's really easy to reach out to us that way, find out a little more information about us and where that's where all our information is listed. Of course, you can find us on the social medias on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube um, at Cohen Health and Performance. Um, and we've been posting some um, some cool stuff out there as of late. So feel free to check it out. Perfect. I'll make sure to link everything in the de- um, the description, the episode notes so that people can find you guys. Oh, thank you so much. That'd be great. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, let's hop into physical therapy. Let's just let's get a baseline. What in the world is physical therapy and why would someone need it? That's a great question. And whew, it's a, it's a, there, there's a lot to it. It's, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny when uh, we will sometimes get patients that come to our practice and, and this story just comes to my mind when somebody asks that and, uh, and they'll say, oh, you know, I tried physical therapy and uh, it didn't work. And my immediate thought is, oh, so, you know, that means you tried the entire profession, right? Um, because it's, uh, it's a huge profession. So when right. you say what, like, what is physical therapy? Um, you know, the, the, the definition of it really is pretty vague. It's really the treatment of disease or injury by physical means. So very vague, is- doesn't necessarily, yeah, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't say anything very specific because that sort of gives, um, gives offshoots to a lot of different specialties. So right. you can specialize with, um, patients that have orthopedic issues. So your, uh, maybe chronic knee pain or low back pain, or maybe a rotator cuff issue in somebody's shoulder that um, is just, um, you know, an active person in general that wants to be able to just, you know, move around, go on walks without pain, things like that, all the way to uh, folks that work in hospitals with um, people that have very, um, very, very serious, um, even borderline life-threatening issues that maybe are recovering from cardiac surgery as an example, or a stroke or something like that. So it runs the gamut from those types of conditions all the way to folks that I know who work with, you know, professional athletes and then everything in between. So, um, so yeah, so, so it's a very uh, all encompassing definition. If you, uh, (laughs) if you look it up, I would say. Right. (laughs) Wow. So 
let's start at the beginning of someone coming into your office. If someone needs PT and they pop in and they're like, Dr. Cohen, help me. What are the first steps you take to get them into the office and start getting physical therapy? That's a great question. So the way we approach it, I will say is a little unique um, in the sense that we try to really be mindful of why someone is contacting us in the first place. Um, Because I think why anybody contacts somebody in my field or any related medical field, health, fitness field, whatever the case is, is they're having some sort of a challenge. And why we make any decision to contact someone isn't usually because of a isn't isn't because we want our back pain fixed or isn't because we want our shoulder issue fixed or this or whatever the case might be. It's what that actually means. It's that, oh, my knee pain is preventing me from enjoying my active lifestyle and things that bring me joy and bring me happiness and help me um, manage the stress in my life or whatever those connections are. And so we try to really be mindful of the, the deeper meaning. And then by doing that, we are able to get an understanding of why this is so important and meaningful um, to the people that call us. So we want to make sure we really deliver a great experience to everybody calling from the get-go. So if somebody's contacting me, they reach out to me, like you said, um, what they will do if they typically inquire through our website, or let's say they call our office is we always make sure to set up a time where they can chat with a member of our physical therapy team. Um, beforehand and do like a little mini phone consultation, if you will, yeah, so that they can ask a clinician um, any questions that they may have, you know, any, any, get any of their concerns. Um, maybe they're a little anxious, get any of that stuff alleviated before they come in, because we want to make sure everybody contacting us feels really good before they show up. So they speak with the, with a therapist for, you know, as long as they need, usually it's 10, 20 minutes. Um, we may help them schedule their appointment right then and there. Mm-hmm. And then that appointment will be their evaluation. And then we'll explain to them the purpose of that appointment is to discover exactly what's going on um, and figure out a with them a collaborate, it's a collaborative thing with them, figure out a specific plan of care to get them the best results according with what their goals are. And and from there, we then sort of get buy into whatever the plan is going to be. And at that first session, let's say we sit where they're going to schedule out five or six visits as an example, we'll then schedule it out right then and there um, and sort of hit the ground running from that point moving forward. So it is very custom for each different individual because um, one person's issue is going to have a uh, probably a different um, plan than somebody else's. Right. Wow. That's awesome to hear. So it sounds like it's a, it's very personalized. So someone could come in and say, you know, two people could come in with knee injuries. Um, they could be very different and they could have different deeper meanings for why they're coming in. And you guys really address that. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate you mentioned that and saying that it's, it is true. It's, it's something I know it's one of our, um, one of our missions at, at, at we call it CHP at Cohen health and performance. And is that trying to get Make make not just physical therapy, but healthcare in general a little more um, personalized if we right. can, um, because um, because one person's as an example, one person's shoulder issue um, 
even if it's the same structure that might be irritated, let's say, the root cause is probably going to be different from their identical twins, even though they seem like on the surface, like the same person. Um, Usually they have different life experiences, different physiology still, despite how similar they are. So the plan that's going to be most essential is going to be different. And if we take a cookie cutter approach and treat every person with a particular diagnosis, the same results may eventually come, but it's going to take a lot longer and might not be as effective. Right. Wow. Like I said, that's really cool to hear. And, um, I think really important to have individualized plans. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. So I'm sure you get this question often, which is how long do things normally take? And after talking about what we just talked about, it sounds (laughs) like this isn't going to be a standard answer. (laughs) Yes. Uh, as, as there's a lot of my patients always get our patients are, I should say our patients always get frustrated when, uh, myself and our staff, uh, say this, but, um, we always believe that the right medical answer in most cases is it depends, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? It's, there's so much nuance. There's so much complexity to, um, to medicine. I think that's, that's my, my belief and my, my, my theory as to why they say we're always practicing medicine. We never actually master it. We're always practicing Um, because there's so many factors that impact why somebody's feeling um, the way they are, right? And we all, everybody has so many life experiences. There's so many internal influences. I mean, the world nowadays is so, you know, there's so much going on that it can impact things. And so, um, so so with that being said, you know, we always want to give some sort of a, um, some sort of a ballpark. So that ballpark might be, you know, five to five to eight visits, let's say, because we can still give some nuance where somebody, uh, or should, I shouldn't say nuance, I should say some specificity where mm-hmm. if somebody has a an acute ankle sprain, let's say they sprained their ankle a couple of weeks ago, they want some insight from us. And, you know, we can say, oh, knowing the research and knowing and seeing and knowing what has happened when we see this before, you know, it's probably good. It might, we may only need three to five visits. Okay. But if somebody's coming with a three to five year history of lower back pain, okay, that could be, we're looking at at minimum, probably five visits, most likely closer to 10. Yeah. Um, Cause we know the longer something's been going on generally, the longer it takes to go away too. Um, so you can give some people a ballpark as well. And usually at least we'll get a patient started with saying, well, we know we're going to at least need this much. So let's start off with a plan of this many sessions. And then we'll almost reevaluate when we get to that point because we'll right. know a lot more. Okay. So next thing, someone comes in for their, I don't know, let's give an example, their shoulder problem. And they've never been to physical therapy before. They have no friends that have ever been to physical therapy. They have no experience. And they're like, what, what are you going to do with this? Like <laughs> what happens when someone comes in? Like, do you move their shoulder? What happens? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. And that is a question we get a lot because it's still in, in, in the, in the grand scheme of things, the physical therapy profession um, is still more or less kind of new, Yeah, you know, compared to other, other healthcare professions. So there is a lot of unknown still. So you know, with that being said, whenever anybody contacts us and asks those questions, a lot of times I may joke and say, you know, I don't know, because uh, <laughs> because because we're gonna figure we're gonna figure that out when we see you. But I will then I'll then I'll tell them like, okay, so 
what we're going to do is when you come in, we're going to want to get, we're going to have a bunch of questions for you. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions to find out more about what's happening and why. And then we're going to do a few tests. Those tests, if it's a shoulder issue, as an example, those tests will involve us seeing how much mobility, how much range of motion you have, the ability for your shoulder maybe to move. And if any of that's painful, that will then give us more information to make further decisions. We'll see what strength you have in there. And we'll do a few quote unquote special tests that will tell us if there's any maybe structural things we need to worry about. If maybe there's a, a, a tissue that might be irritated, we need to be mindful of. And then of course, we're going to do some similar assessments with neighboring areas, knowing that what's surrounding joints or regions of the body that are close by will have an impact on what your shoulder in that case might be doing. So we're going to find out all these, diff get a lot of this different information. And based on that, then we'll determine if we need to, to what, what, what hands-on drills or hands-on um, hands techniques we, we may need to implement, whether it's stretching or, um, or, or massage type techniques, or, um, or maybe if we need to give you exercises to address perhaps the root cause as to what may have led to all of this. And a lot of times it's going to be something uh, within those realms and usually a mixture of all of them. So yeah. we'll kind of go through all of that. And then of course, let the person know, but at the end of the day, we're, we're always going to have, um, we're always going to want to eventually have it be solutions where we don't have to put our hands on you right. at the, at the very end, because if on your very last session, you're still requiring us to do a lot of things that you can't do yourself, then you're not obviously ready to be sort of graduated because right. you're still depending on us or something. We want to make sure at the end, it, it transitions to the point where now it's all exercise based because you can replicate that on your own and then become independent. And ultimately, our job is to help you overcome pain, overcome injury, and teach you the things you need to do to be able to prevent this from becoming an issue again in the future. Okay. So it sounds like there might be things you have to do outside of the clinic. Am I correct? In between yeah. your visits? <laughs> yeah. And I would say, um, I would say that's probably a very unique thing about um, our profession and something we really double down on at, at our practice at Cohen Health and Performance, because we actually don't see people typically as frequently as maybe other physical therapy clinics, because we usually dedicate a little bit more individualized time per patient per visit. Okay. So we spend a lot of that time educating and teaching them about the origins of, of their injury and specifically walking them through what they need to do independently to be able to address it so that they also are in good shape when they leave, like I mentioned before. And ultimately, even if a patient came to us and saw us two to three times a week, which would be very much on the higher end of frequency. Right. Um, and they spent a whole hour with us each time, which again, I don't think we have a patient who does that at this point, <laughs> but let's say they did. Um, that would be two to three hours a week out of 24 hours times seven. So still um, in, in proportion, they're not seeing us very, very often relative to the amount of time they're not seeing us. So right. no matter what, what they're doing outside is going to have more of an impact than what they're doing inside. So ultimately we have to give them things they can do on their own. And if we're really trying to develop new habits or teach new 
maybe we get somebody to improve the way somebody moves so they're not putting stress on a particular tissue, let's say, then they need to learn some of these things and learning and learning a new way to move or a new habit or new anything requires repetition. So if we really are, are concerned with our patient's benefits um, and we really want them to ultimately be able to sort of leave the nest, so to speak, <laughs> then we have to give them a lot of strategies they can do on their own. Otherwise, we're just kind of promoting way too much dependence on us. Right. So for parents who have kids that are in physical therapy, Mm-hmm. what do they need to do outside of the clinic to kind of help their kid along, um, especially with the exercises we just talked about, but just in general, what can parents do to kind of help them out? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And I wish parents asked me that more often, <laughs> <laughs> to be totally honest. Um, but because it is a, um, it is a team approach at that point, because obviously the parents are highly involved and a lot of it will depend on the age of the, of the child. Of course, if, the child is on the younger side, let's say, uh, let's say younger than 15, I would say, mm-hmm. then the parents, I would say, would have to be more involved. Obviously, it's dependent on each individual child's maybe emotional maturity levels and those kinds of things. Maybe once they're 17, 18, getting ready to go to college, um, they're probably going to be able to be independent. And we see a lot of parents want them to learn that independence at that stage to kind of take a hands-off approach, which right. I totally understand. <laughs> and and but but I will say if it's getting younger than that, it's really important for parents to be involved specifically because a lot of kids just need that accountability um, to know like okay, well doctor so and so said that you need to be doing your ex your home exercise program um, once a day every day. You know, have you done it today? And just I have that reminder that kind of you know did you do your homework kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and so that's one thing. The other is, especially on that first session, I think it's really important for parents to be uh, to be there and specifically be present to hear some of the explanations and, and, and hear the assessment that we will often provide to their child and ideally to them so that they can also, um, in addition to their child, gain an understanding as to you know why this injury occurred in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes we'll, um, you know, in our field, it's very easy to just say, okay, why did this injury happen? Like, oh, okay, my shoulder got hurt. Okay, what do I need to do to fix it? Or as opposed to thinking a little deeper and saying, well, why did this happen in the first place? And that's the things that I want parents and the children to understand so that ideally they can prevent it from happening again because the reoccurrence rates in our profession are just frankly too high. So um, so I would say for parents, it's definitely being present at that initial visit for sure. And really asking good questions, mm-hmm. really, really don't be afraid to, 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 to intervene and to, so that you can gain an understanding of what's going on. And, um, and, and, and when therapists send home programs to their, to, to their kids to do at home, you know, make sure you're included on that. So you see what's going on and that you understand the reason for every exercise that's being given. Um, I'm very much a fan of being challenged. I, I think that's okay. I'm, I'm okay if a parent wants to challenge me and ask me, hey, why did you give you know Johnny this, this exercise to do at home? Right. Because asking those questions show that they care and they care to understand. And, if, and we know when people understand, they're more likely to do it. And right. that's ultimately what we want. And frankly, it's a good way to, differ, to, to, to determine if 
you're being given a, just a protocol that every patient with a shoulder injury is given, or if it's, there's actually a deeper thought process behind every piece of this. Right. So those are the, the, the couple things that really popped in my mind. Yeah. Okay. That's good to hear. So definitely being involved from the get-go is what we can take away from that. Um, Absolutely. And you, I, I remember you mentioning at the very beginning of that, that it's a team effort. So included in that team, do you work with the coaches and trainers and doctors with like specific clients? Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you really, if, if a clinician really wants to get the best results for their patients, uh, I think in any profession, you have to not just be open to, but be eager to collaborate with other professionals. And ideally everybody that's in that patient's network, because anybody that person's working with or communicating with is going to have an impact on the outcomes that they're trying to achieve. So right. in our case, we know that we're, we're just one part of this team and you know that we need to make sure that we value the other people that they're working with because they're what they're seeing and their opinions matter. It doesn't matter whether they, uh, what title they have, whether they're a surgeon or a trainer or whomever, or their coach, you know, we want to make sure that we're all on the same page because oftentimes we can work together to all move in the same direction. I think that's so important. And in the example of even like a coach as an, for instance, which on surface may, may seem weird for a physical therapist and somebody's soccer coach to communicate it as an example. But we know from a lot of research that when an athlete, or you just say, let's say a high school athlete or middle school athlete, but if, if they get injured, they're, they're, they're likely, they're, they're more likely to experience a re-injury if they're forced to be off the field longer. So oh. we may often see that, well, you know, they, have, they, they, we need, we're going to keep them out longer to be safe. Where if we can perhaps challenge that thought and say, are there things we can do to keep that person active within the restraints of their injury, then their long-term outcomes might be better. They'll be less deconditioned their tissues will be more ready to handle the stress of play, let's say, and it will be less of a, the transition will be less drastic, let's say. So, and obviously, you know, somebody, you know, tore their ACL, right. We're not going to say, Hey, well, the research says this, you should be, you know, no, we know, we right. understand <laughs> it's it, it, with those caveats, but if somebody has like a, 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 a like say a hamstring injury, like they, they pull their hamstring. Well, we know that their outcome, long-term outcomes are better if we return them um, to, to just running protocols within, within reason earlier rather than later. Again, they're going to return, they're, they're going to return to the field quicker. So, right. um, so, so, so those are things we definitely try to be mindful of as well. Wow. That's so interesting. My, um, my husband, he actually played basketball for a really long time, um, throughout middle high school and college. And he had a hand injury, which obviously it was in a cast. So he was out for a while, but he had other like more minor injuries. So I'm so interested to ask him if, you know, he got back into playing more quickly. Cause I didn't realize that that was something, um, it makes sense. Right. I didn't, but I didn't realize that was something that physical therapists did. Yeah, absolutely. And, and cause a lot of what we do as well isn't, doesn't necessarily have to be these crazy, fancy, awesome techniques that only we can do. Right. Um, th sometimes it's just being able to 
be that guide and that coach in some ways on our, in our own right to understand the science, understand how, how tissues adapt, for example, and be able to guide people along the way in that sense. So in, in the case of like your, your husband, for example, and injuries, he may have suffered as part of an, as part of being an athlete, you know, it, it's, it's important to understand for on our end that there's a, there, there's a very, very foundational principle called progressive overload where mm. tissues um, respond really well to stress because they need stress to adapt. Just mm. like the example is if we're built, trying to build muscles as an example, well, if I want to build a bigger muscle, I need to add stress to it via training in the gym to cause it to then have to adjust accordingly and remodel to get bigger and handle that stress next time. Right. But there's a little bit of a happy medium where if I go too far and add too much stress, then I set ourselves back, increase the risk of injury, those kinds of things. So you have to be able to, in a way, know how much stress to dose to a tissue Mm -hmm. so that it gets enough to facilitate an adaptation, but not so much that it can lead to an injury. And that's the same as coming off an injury when we return to play, because you'll see it even in the, if you watch professional athletes on TV, um, if you really pay attention, you'll notice that the majority of them suffer their soft tissue injuries. You know, let's say they, they, they strain a calf or a hamstring or something like that as they're returning, usually from something more serious, let's say they're coming in off an ACL injury. Well, the hamstring injuries and little tweaks here and there, tend to come as they're trying to transition onto the field mm. because maybe we're not totally as dialed in with that um, sort of not too hot, not too cold, uh, you know, area right. in between as we, uh, as, as, as we progress to the field. So, um, so, so, so yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely a, a an, an important concept. And again, there's a lot of gray area in there. So there's room to play, which is the fun part. Right. Well, it sounds like, part of getting back on the field, um, per se, as you're still recovering from an injury, it has a mental portion to it as well. So what changes do you see in clients with like their confidence, um, and kind of their overall happiness when they are injured and they start to go through rehab and even after? Oh, that's an awesome question. And that's at the end of the day, you know, why I think we, we do it right. It's, it's to make the, it's ultimately to, to make the impact on what is important to, to them, as I mentioned earlier, because like, like I mentioned, when somebody calls, like nobody, nobody cares that they're, that like, that their back hurts. Right. right? Like, like I, I, I got into this field because of a back injury I had as a collegiate athlete. I, oh, I didn't wow. really care that my back hurt. It was that my identity was very wrapped up in being this you know, active, vibrant collegiate athlete. And my identity was being impacted. Mm-hmm. And, and when, when I eventually was able to overcome this injury, you know, it was my, 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 I was feeling better about myself. I was feeling more confident. I was just more engaged in life. I wanted to, you know, I, I cared more almost, it's almost like I, I cared more about school, like things that seemed unrelated. And so, so a hundred percent, it's, 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 that's the impact I think that, that these physical issues can have mentally is it can, it can impact confidence. It can impact how you view yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, how you view yourself interacting with, with the world. And that's, and on the flip side, right. That's the opportunity that we have as clinicians 
to to impact others. And um, so that's that that's such an that's such an important part of it. And frankly, um, we know that we even are starting to see some research on this that that sort of mentality side of things is often going to be a greater predictor of outcomes in rehab than a lot of the more classic things we might otherwise spend more time focusing on. Wow. So um, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool rabbit hole that we were going to get a chance to go <laughs> on as, as the research evolves. Right. Wow. That's very cool. And would you say that that is why you love being a VT? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I think, I think I love it because also of the, as I mentioned earlier, because of the complexity of it as well, understanding that there are so many things that impact our health and our wellness, which can sometimes be seem overwhelming, but also is exciting because it means that there are so many opportunities to help somebody, you know? So, and, and it's, and it's also understanding that we don't need to be perfect. We, and, and I think with the advent of social media and, and other things out there, we, we sometimes see all like all these things we quote unquote should do, but understanding that, you know, we don't necessarily always need to be perfect. We don't need, you know, if, if it's okay, if, you know, maybe our, you know, our, our diet's not as dialed in one day, or we don't sleep the perfect amount one night, you know, because we have a lot of areas we can work on to just try to improve 1%. That's it. Right. Just make a 1% improvement. I think that's what one of the things I love is being able to help people in so many different ways. Of course, with the classic things people come to physical therapy for, of course, being able to help them with their injury, with any pain or discomfort or things that things like that they might be experiencing, but also being able to maybe help them in other ways they didn't expect. And ultimately with the end goal of positively impacting the, you know, what makes them happy. And that's really why it's just a medium to do that. And that's what, that's what gets me excited. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, it sounds like such a fun field to work in, um, to just help people through whatever it is they're going through, especially, like I said, I think what you started with, which is that you have such a personalized level of care for each client that you see. I think that is so important and it does sound like it's what makes everything kind of worthwhile. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, it's very much a, um, a relationship. I will say like a lot of ways, like it's, it's not healthcare. Sh- it can't be just, you know, a, a, a clinician calling the shots and being like, sort of, sort of like the, the parental figure, if you will. <laughs> right. um, and just, you know, in, in this, you as the, in this, you know, you as the patient following orders, it's, it's very much a, it has to be two equals talking to each other, having developing a relationship and a dynamic, because ultimately where our job as clinicians is to work with the patient to help them reach what's important to them. And it's not up to us to determine what's important. It's up to the patient to determine what's important to them. And then our job is to work with them to help them get there and then be, be able to adjust with whatever maybe their restraints might be. And, um, and, and yeah, so, so it's very much, uh, it's very much a relationship, but it's, that's the other fun part of it is you get a chance to really, really get to know a lot of people. And that's part of the excitement for me is, is as developing relationships is always a fun part of this. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I think that's all my questions for you. Um, if you have anything else you want to add 
at the end here, feel free. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I don't have too much, too much else. I mean, you, uh, you, your questions were fantastic. And, uh, I, uh, I, I guess the only other thing I will add is that everything, you know, that I was able to share is, is, um, what's even more cool. What's even cooler about it. I should say not more cool, cooler about it <laughs> is, uh, is that now it's, is, is that we get to as business owners in, in this, in this profession as well, um, grow all, all the impact of everything I shared by hopefully by bringing on amazing people that also share those same values and, um, and find those same things important. And in some cases may even be better at doing many of the things that I shared than I am, which I am very happy to say that many of our team are. And, uh, and, 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 and it's so, so it's exciting because then we get to, um, just impact so much more of the community and hopefully that can, um, continue to level up, um, our, our profession as a whole. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, like I said, having a physical therapist on is so great as you know, with this podcast, we look at the whole child, so it's good to get another lens in here. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is, um, this is a pleasure and, you know, it's, uh, it's great to, it's just great to connect and collaborate with other, um, other awesome people. So I appreciate it. Of course. And thank you to the audience. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a little rating and review. So you guys know when we release new episodes and we'll catch you next time.